Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob, and I am not drinking Merlot. <laughs> I'm Jen. <laughs> I am not a Darkwing Duck villain. <laughs> and I'm David, and, and I, I wish I could remember a quote from uh, Shoot 'em Up right now, but I haven't seen that in a while. Okay, just let, just let, let, let answer me this question. Is he that good, or do we just suck? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, oh, it's the best Bugs Bunny movie ever made. It's the, uh, that is peak, that movie is peak Giamatti. Mm-hmm. And hey, today's episode is Sideways. Episode 14 of Robots in Disguise, uh, first released in the US, June 20th, 2015. Yet an en- written- another entry on the Sideways Disambiguation page on the TF Wiki. Uh, yes. Which is it's way too big. Damn you. Damn you letters columns from Alpha Trion. <laughs> uh, this is uh, written by Stephen Melton. We've written, this is his uh, third episode of Robots of Disguise. We last saw him uh, write Collect Em All with uh, Jen's favorite Filch. Yes. Yes. He's got a much bigger cast with a much bigger vocabulary to mess with this time and uh, and we open with the fast and the furious <laughs> it's I, like hey I, it's I, an episode of prime and or animated <laughs> i live my life a quarter mile at a time oh does that mean we're gonna have to go to race wars i don't want to go to race wars it's all about family <laughs> that is a really unfortunate thing that they named the race that they were going to in the first Fast and Furious movie. Listen, is it more unfortunate than race evolution vehicle? <laughs> Especially considering he had a big eagle on his uh, hood. <laughs> yeah, that's... This is a very fascist eagle, too. Yeah, that, that's also problematic. He, the fact that he has a problematic logo makes it wor- him worse, I anyway, guess. Anyway, thank you for drawing attention away from the fact that my Vin Diesel impression is just a bad Brad Garrett. <laughs> Well. Raymond, I gotta get to go in this car race. It's all about family. <laughs> it's very hard for me to find a car that I fit in because I'm like seven feet tall. Raymond. <laughs> I was just thinking it was time for Knockout to abduct a child. <laughs> or for Master Mayhem to have his gang of street racers infiltrated by Blur? Question mark. I barely remember that episode. Yeah, yes. It's not surprising that there, there's race, like, backstreet illegal racing in so many Transformers series. It's kind of surprising it isn't in more. And uh, and uh, also of note here, Crown City now apparently incorporates the L.A. River. Yeah, what the hell? We're in L.A.? <laughs> yes. I guess we're on the West Coast? I, I think they're going to run into, uh, I, I think they're going to run into Danny Zuko and the Terminator. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there, the street race, however, is interrupted by a giant robot, a giant enemy crab. Who <laughs> <laughs> just he just comes out of one of the side tunnels, just and just grabs this car, drags it away. And I like the other guy's like, uh, "Hey, uh, you uh, you need a ride home?" Yes, he's huh? like really nice to the guy who just got his car stolen by this giant enemy crab. <laughs> Well, you know, I do live my life a quarter mile at a time, but it is all about family. (laughs) And getting home is more than a quarter mile, so I cannot walk. 
And family is all about, and family means, you know, the delicious taste of Corona. Family means scuttling sideways. Also, there's definitely a plot in one of those movies where someone has amnesia, like in the Flintstones. Oh my god. Like, I'm pretty sure Michelle Rodriguez gets hit in the head and turns evil. I still haven't seen any of these movies, so I've been working just... my way through. I've seen the first four, and I'm 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 Getting just as the they started to get ridiculous. I'm, well, the I'm fifth just one is going the first to, one that has the rock in it. I'm just going to lay back and think of Japanese G1 as a cross promotion to our Patreon for the month. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we now cut to the scrapyard where Strongarm has is apparently doing the walk of shame. <gasps> Strong arm, ah, oh, strong arm, honey. She has been she has been out all night doing who knows what, <laughs> and uh, of course she is caught by Sideswipe, who is a real dick in this episode, and straight up blackmails her. She is she's caught up by the mischievous, slightly younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I won't narc on you if you do my chores. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, this is just going to go on in perpetuity. Yes. Yeah. It's there, all like, there's... do this one thing, and you know, it's like a trade. It's like, oh no, I own you. Basically. Yeah, he's kind of a huge jerk in this episode. And meanwhile, but Bumblebee not is in, really not goofy. In, oh. Not in an out-of-character way. He's just no, it's in character, a normal it's level just... of being a huge jerk. He... A very sitcom-y plot. Or he's like plot. one notch jerk above normal. He's not mm. malicious about it. He's just being himself. But yes, Bumblebee is... I feel like Bumblebee is being very relatable because basically nothing terrible has happened in the last couple days and he's on edge waiting for the terrible thing to happen. Yes. So... So he he is startled by uh, by Fixit and Denny, who have built more Decepticon hunters for him. And then he is he's relieved that, and they they can't make any more because they are powered by platinum. Mm. Uh huh. So everybody, so so now, uh, Sideswipe and Strongarm get their own. Grimlock does not, but he prefers to do things in the punching kind of way anyway. Yes. Okay, guys, wait a minute. I'm sorry, but apparently when my coworker said, I, he just sent me a text that said here. So I'm wondering if he oh, means oh. that he is here right now. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go. Okay. We can wait. We'll, we'll go to intermission. Okay, do-do, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Okay, let me catch my breath. <laughs> okay, no rush. Hi, Benjen. Are you going to be an asshole now? So, sh- so shall we resume? Yeah, so yes. Okay. So, uh, Fixit has picked up a Decepticon signal emanating from the uh, from the tunnels beneath Crown City. The, the uh, what are they? These they call them like the Flood. But they're basically yes, storm the flood sewers. control tunnels. Yeah, they're basically yes. just storm sewers. 
And so, so they are about to head out, but Bumblebee is once again called upon to come up with a catchphrase. <laughs> They're all waiting right. for him. They're yeah, just they, they yeah, looking like, at him expectantly. It's very cute. Say the line, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let 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 speed and succeed. It is not a good one. Uh, no, they'll first spur of the moment it, one. Not bad. It, it's say number it's, eight. It's not the worst. It's just very uninspiring. It's like, uh, come on, you guys put me on the spot. Yeah. Also, to, to backtrack just a second before we get any further, I, I did notice that, uh, so Denny's handing out the Decepticon Hunters, and he gives Strong Arm one, and hers, she turns it into a crossbow, and she says something about it being department specifications, and I'm like, I yes. want to work for a police department that uses crossbows. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is not what one normally thinks of as a law enforcement weapon. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> So yeah, they they head into these uh, these tunnels, and they these are impressively gross. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, we moved it's... into the sewer level, and they are nasty and weird and grimy and green schmutz. And there's a mattress laying there, which seems really suspicious. There's at least a mattress not, and a shopping cart. There's at least not poop jokes though, because it's not that kind of sewer. No. It's it's a no. storm sewer, so it's just like covered in algae and mold and moss. And there is a particularly gross tunnel that Sideswipe's already going into, but of course he blackmails <laughs> Strongarm into going in there instead. Uh, it is gross. Yes. So eventually they come to some fo- some prints, and uh, they say that whoever it is, they're they're walking side to side. So it's either a giant crab or it's uh, Ariana Grande. <laughs> no. So they they do find this guy, uh, and it is a giant purple and red crab and he is voiced by Jim Cummings. He just it's a very like Darkwing Duck villain sort of voice. Ooh, you yeah. know, he's he's got a little bit of an accent to it, but it's extremely Jim Cummings. Yes. It's not quite Skyrim NPC Jim <laughs> Cummings. Though I do really love Skyrim NPC Jim Cummings. Kind of goofier though. Yeah, I don't know that Jim Cummings requires any introduction, but he's in everything. Yes. He's, you know, uh, he's, he's Winnie the Pooh, he's Tigger, he's Darkwing Duck, uh, he's the Tasmanian Devil. It's also a variety he's... of Darkwing Duck films. In the recent yes. uh, DuckTales special, the recent Darkwing Duck DuckTales special, uh, he comes back for uh, one of the villains. Is, is it Megavolt? It's one of them. I believe he was, me- or wait, no, I, I think, yeah, I think he was Megavolt, yes. Yeah. Kind of doing what sounds like a weird Al Yankovic voice. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of little bit. He's good at adding these, like, little, vague, unplaceable accents to differentiate characters. Yeah. Yes. And, and he's also, um, he's also Scar from, uh, Lion King for half of his song. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he is also, because I guess, as mentioned, lots and lots of generic NPCs in Skyrim. And this is not his first time on Transformers. <laughs> Just his first time in a long time. Yes. Well, sort of. So he was in like two episodes of Generation 1. He is Afterburner of the Technobots. And he is one of the Terracons, like maybe Ripper Snapper. Mm-hmm. I think so. And Afterburner especially is incredibly Jim Cummings. Yes. I love him though. And then he was in my and then fanfic. Twenty-eight years later, 
Yeah, 28 years later, he was on Rescue Bots. Yes. Oh. And then the next year, he's on Robots in Disguise. Ah. So it took a while, but he did return to the fold. Yes. So uh, anyway, this guy is Clampdown, which is a, a pretty great uh, crab yeah, name. It's a decent crab name. It's a, it's a good design. He only has two legs, and somehow he skitters around like a crab on them, which is slightly unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's intended to be unsettling because Grimlock keeps freaking out every time he moves, and he does look weird when he's scuttling around. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he, he is at least bipedal, but he's otherwise extremely crabby, and I really like how, so he transforms into sort of like a little wood panel hatchback sort of thing. Yes, he's a woody wagon. And it's got a little air intake thing on the hood, like they have on, like, Imprezas and WRXs and stuff, and that's like his mm. nose in robot crab mode, which yes. is a really cute little design thing. Uh, but yeah, he's got stalks. His eyes are on. I think the most important yes. thing is that his eyes are on stalks, yeah. which is yes. and, and like very his, weird. His entire lower jaw is his bumper. Yes, he, he's exceedingly cartoony, and he's extremely squat. I mean, he is a great character design, and yes. unfortunately, we never got like a big toy of him. No, yeah. the best we got was was like a legend or something. Yeah, and it's okay, but I I want a big clampdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But as a random aside, now I really need to look up whether there's some uh, instance of Rob Paulson being in Transformers again that I've forgotten about because he was also briefly some combiner characters and then like went on to have an illustrious career as a voice actor but according to the wiki no he is not wow that surprises me but that is surprising and he's still working too i mean i would say he's kind of expensive now but then again so is like most (laughs) so is frank stallone well i mean so so is jim i mean i'd say he's probably as expensive as jim cummings or maurice lamarche who's all over rescue bots yeah yeah i i would say that he's definitely in that like category of voice actor uh so yeah Uh, it's surprising that he was two-fifths of the aerial bots and then never in transformers again well, I remember that Maurice LaMarche was in one episode of Generation 1, and I think it was the same episode where um, Casey Kasem quit because the show was too racist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was, like, not a fun day at the studio. That Thief in the Night. I believe yes. that was Thief in the Night. Because he's he's playing Six Gun or something in that, or Scamper. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's, like, interrogating all of the dinosaur Autobots because there was dinosaur transformation energy found at... I've- I remember uh, that. the the site of the crime. That was that's a thing that exists. Serious site. That was serious techno babble. There. Also, I just want to say that yes, I realize that Rob Paulson was air raid and slingshot. I'm just being like some combiner people because I don't expect everyone to understand high level <laughs> aerial bot the way I do. <laughs> no, but Clampdown so, is such a cool little design, and he got like six different toys, but none of them a deluxe. Yes, and I also like that his, his specific crime is that he's a snitch and blackmailer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, presumably he also engages in other crimes, but that is the important <laughs> thing. He gets busted off. Well, I guess specifically they got him for trying to blackmail a member of the High Council. Yes. Maybe what he was trying to blackmail them for was hiring Decepticon bounty hunters to go after Bumblebee. Because <laughs> that's not cool, man. That's not no. cool. 
you don't want that getting out to the media. So, so they lead him on a chase. At one point, uh, Sideswipe calls him Krusty. <laughs> oh, he's from uh, the Krusty Krabs, Mister Krabs. I assume <laughs> because I, I assume that was because he was a crustacean. Oh. Yes. Although I assume that's also where they get the Krusty Krab from. Yes. yes, presumably. Also, crabs just have a reputation for being crusty. So they they corner him, but he clamps down on like a pipe and just bays and just blasts them with raw sewage. <laughs> yes. And also, we we never really we, apparently uh, Clampton was just stealing cars to make like a nest. I guess so because he had a you pile know. of metal and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what you do when you're a crab. I Some guess. crabs do I collect know. things and, and make their own shells. Yeah. Oh, like a, like a hermit crab. Yeah. Oh, maybe he was going to make a shell of other cars and just hide in it. Oh, that sounds great. So so he escapes, and he f- manages to emerge exactly where Steeljaw is lounging sexily. <laughs> yes! And Steeljaw offers him a modest proposal. Yes. He is in full seduction mode. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you are unfortunately the least sexy Decepticon I've encountered here, but... I guess you can come along anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got people already. He doesn't need them to fight each other for him. He's got a man. Yeah. So they so they get to the hideout. Uh, Underbite is there, and now Fracture has joined the team, and he's got an Earth mode. Yay! He's, but he's he also pretty, uh... still has little friends. So he's a. Uh... Yeah, so they're just hanging around, you know, he's all, oh, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is, this guy, he's gonna help us out. And then, Thunderhoof, uh, drops in, and he lets out a real hearty ayo, because he recognizes, (laughs) this guy, this guy is the snitch who put him in robot jail. Hmm. Which, maybe that's what, like, maybe Thunderhoof was trying to pay off one of the council members and got stitched on? Well, apparently not, because that's... Um, Comes back later? Well, no, because, um, what was, oh, right, um, Clampdown was going to go to jail, but then he snitched on, uh, Thunderhoof mm-hmm. to avoid going to jail. But since he and is in he... jail, he must have done something after that. Oh, well, yes. Okay. I, I don't think most of these are exactly, like, on their first crime. No. They have committed many crimes. Well, I mean, clearly Thunderhoof is a, you know, legitimate businessman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Steeljaw says, oh, listen, we, you know, we're just leaving our past behind. We're building a new Decepticon world here. But Thunderhoof is determined to uh, put this guy in a pair of concrete shoes. <laughs> yes. And just chases after him. So they, uh, he ends up uh, running to this uh, this garbage barge. Clampdown does. Yes, Clampdown ends up on a guard barge, and the, the Autobots figure out where the garbage goes. It goes to no man's land, which also, Denny is very weirdly spooky about. There is a moment of, uh, so they have Fix-It basically run the tags on Clampdown, and they describe him as being like an earth crab. And I'm like, so does he not have, is he not like a crab or crustacean or... It just seems very weird that they would have to use an Earth point of reference for well, a Cybertronian Did you see that, uh, that tweet that was thing. going up? Well, did you see that uh, tweet going around about Carsonization? 
Oh, which no. Is, uh, <laughs> it's an, apparently like, crustaceans have evolved into crabs like five different times. Oh, yes. yes. So yes, it's like, I have so seen just, that. So it's okay. the same thing. It's just the natural tendency of Cybertronians to evolve into crabs. Yes, everything also, will evolve into crabs given a long enough timeline. But yes. other kinds of... I just want, like, a list of all of the different kind of animal Cybertronians. Because we have Corvacons, mm. and we have... We had a name for what Underbite is, right? Worm guy. Uh, he is, uh, he's a Chompazoid, I believe. Yeah, Chompazoids... We have the Skunkticons. Skunkticons. So I'm just kind of surprised that they have to say unearth crab and not like a crustaceacon or something. Yes. Cancer roid. Anyway, that was just something that I thought was interesting. Carceroid. Carceroid? (laughs) Yeah, carceroid. Apparently in the like asshole internet poster sense of interesting. (laughs) Interesting that they don't have a name for that on Cybertron. (laughs) Debate me, robot crab. <laughs> oh, I could just see Clamp down totally like pulling out a little table debate to put me, in robot front of crab on. Just out of nowhere, I'm going to throw out "debate me, robot crab" on Twitter <laughs> in response to something. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So yeah, we're we're at this giant garbage dump. Uh, you know, the Autobots get there first. They find Clamp down, and he's all, "Hey, you know." I know where Steel just hiding out. Why don't we uh, cut a deal and you let me go and do my robot crab stuff on this planet? <laughs> Grimlock is so rude to him. Like, okay, well, I understand I you think he's weird, but he's you don't unsettled. have to be like, Ugh. Maybe Grimlock's afraid of crabs. We know he's afraid of cats. That's fair, Do, but Crabs don't still. move like cats. Unless Grimlock doesn't know what a cat looks like. I mean, you could be afraid of two things. Yeah, but... <laughs> I call bullshit. I almost think he can like, only be afraid of one thing at a I time. I almost think they're animating him at a different frame rate when he's running around, the way he skitters. He definitely, so. it, like, the, the character animation for him is great, and, like, his, his eyeballs are moving around. Yeah. Yes. They're clearly having a lot of fun with him. Yes. So there, he's just cutting that deal, and then the Decepticons fight, and we have a big, like, Beast Wars, part two style, everybody fights a different guy. Yeah, it's yes. sort of like a five versus five fight, kind of, although, like, the clampdown is being chased by Thunderhoof, and, and you got two minicons in there somewhere causing havoc, so. Well, the two minicons just jump on, uh, Strongarm and, like, claw at her like gremlins, and it's pretty great. Yes. Bye, sir. Bye, sir. Yeah. Uh, where are we? So, so B is fighting Steeljaw, um, uh, Fracture is fighting Sideswipe, and Underbite is fighting Grimlock. Sideswipe does bring up that he's got a grudge. Yes. So there's uh, a little bit of continuity there. Mm-hmm. And th- these are all pretty cool fights. Yeah. There's quite a lot going on. It's well animated. Um, particularly the Bumblebee and Steeljaw one. There's a lot of good camera angles. Like, There's one low shot where Steeljaw lands on the ground. He sees him clawing the ground before he jumps. Yes, and and he also Jaw has a big old tail, and I love his big tail. Yeah, he uses it a couple times, like it's prehensile, like push buttons and things. Mm-hmm. And he also chucks Bumblebee into a car compactor. So that's attempted murder. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like straight up gonna kill him at that point. Which, oh yeah, you know, is not always something we see them trying to do here. 
and Grimlock tricks Underbite into eating a big cube of plastic, which I guess he's allergic to. <laughs> well, it's, it's not, not metal. metal. It's not what he's supposed to be eating. It's like yeah. being tricked into a big eating a big thing of mud. It's not poison necessarily, but it's not what you eat. Yeah, it does seem to make him sick, though, because then Grimlock handles him pretty easily. Well, he's yeah. like a robot bodybuilder who carefully maintains his intake. Yes, yeah. like I mean, also, it it is probably, like, it's a thing he's not supposed to be eating. So, yeah, mm-hmm. probably is kind of poisony yeah. slash allergic-y slash not appropriate food. Mm-hmm. So, so pretty much everyone gets defeated here. Um, and then, but then Thunderhoof is sti- is about to murder Clampdown until there's like an accidental headbutt that <laughs> knocks them both out. Yeah, just banging your toys together. They don't kiss because it's kind of hard to angle that. Like those antlers in that bumper it wouldn't work so well. I mean, that is a pretty brutal headbutt because one of those guys has giant antlers, and the other guy, his head is basically his entire torso. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, they're they are all cuffed up, um, but unfortunately, they've forgotten that Steeljaw has claws and therefore can pick locks. Mm. Yeah, I mean that is super useful if you're going to be a criminal. But yeah, then, he just claws the just dip 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 and pokes it and pops it right open. And uh, there's they're also talking about clamp down here where they're, they're worried. You know, they haven't seen him use any special powers, but they, they're worried that he might shoot lasers out of his eyes or blow flames <laughs> from his tailpipes. Well, Bumblebee. It's, it's always something. It's yeah. Bumblebee being, you know, expecting the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Also, indeed, someone, I forget whether, it's probably Strongarm, tells the other Decepticons to stay, which I just yes. thought it was oh, funny because yeah, it was the, the doggo minicons. who was running. No, she like when everybody else starts running after Steeljaw. She she's the last to go. Oh right! She turns around and sternly points at the, at well, mostly at Thunderhoof, but everybody's right there. Stay. Which is funny because it's the dog who's escaping. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to tell Steeljaw to stay. Sit. And indeed, he, Aww. he he does the old uh, you know, you can run after me or you can save these humans because he cuts this garbage barge loose. And it starts headed towards this tour boat. And Which this tour is boat being can... operated by a guy who is definitely Jim Cummings. No, that's Kevin Pollock. Oh, is it? And I oh. think he's doing an impression of old-timey comedian Ed Wynn. It's some uh, kind of impression. You know, he's the guy who, uh, who loves to laugh in Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Ed, Ed Wynn, he's in like a ton of... Stuff. Yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen Mary Poppins in 20 years. He's long dead. I mean, he was a I thought he sounded like Jim Cummings, so. I think he's also... Oh, he's also the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, oh okay. that I know. Oh, yes. That, that <laughs> yeah. delightful you know, voice like that. He's the guy who kind of sounds like this. And I think that's what uh, Pollock is doing for this guy's voice, because he sounds yeah. extremely goofy. Yeah. It's exceedingly goofy <laughs> for all of two lines. Yeah, he's all, uh, if you look on, on your left, you'll see a, a hideous impending collision. <laughs> Ed so, Wynn, I think, is who Alan Tudyk always sounds like in his, like, goofy, cartoony... Oh, I think he's doing that in, uh, what is it, Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. Yes. Yes. That's who I thought he was in Wreck-It Ralph, and I was like, oh no, it's someone who's not super ancient and also dead. 
It's mm. someone from Firefly who's not very old and dead. And he's also like one of those um He's like one of those distinctive old actors who other cartoon characters are based on, even though they're not actually him, like Jimmy Durante. Mm-hmm. And again, like oh. yeah, Alan Tudyk is a like a doing a modern interpretation, of it, but like in a bunch of like '60s and '70s cartoons, mm-hmm. it's guys doing an Edwin impression. Ah. So I think that's what Pollock's doing here. Anyway, so they all have to stop this boat, or they all have to grab the ropes and stop this garbage barge. And they do, but whilst doing so, all of those Decepticons escape. Womp womp. So, so this uh, this episode, they did not actually accomplish anything. No, they didn't even no. catch the new Decepticon. They no. they lost him. And and so indeed, we go back to their hideout where uh, where Clampdown is now part of the team. And uh, even though fractures all, uh, yeah, you know, won't this guy like immediately betray us? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Clampdown realizes that after all we've done for him, if he sided against us, I wouldn't rest until I've made him eat his own claws. <laughs> <laughs> Except sexy. Very sexy. Yes. Now, I, I cannot achieve that level of sexiness with, uh, with my own voice. Very few people can. <laughs> so we're driving back to the base, and we get the neat detail here that apparently Grimlock just sleeps the entire time that uh, Strongarm's uh, hauling him around. Yes. Also, yeah, so Sideswipe tries to get Strongarm to do, he's like, oh, when we get back, B's probably going to have me go on patrol, but I don't really feel like going on patrol. And apparently Strongarm, they're just going to have this out in the middle of the highway. Yes. (laughs) Just doesn't matter what else is around. They're just going to stop and transform. And yes, Grimlock's asleep in the trailer. And so B, you know, he, he he backs up, sees what's going on. He's like, you know, what's going on here? And he re- reveals that, oh yeah, like I know that strong arms are sneaking out to do, you know, something, whatever, whatever weird sex thing she's been doing. <laughs> and you know, I know that uh, you know, whatever she's doing, I'm sure it's very strong. I'm sure it's very strong arm. And, uh, but hey, you know what happens to people who blackmail? They get double shifts. <laughs> yes, basically but, he, uh, he assumes that whatever Strongarm is doing, that while she may not want to reveal it, it is probably something very safe and boring. Yes, so, so the, now, so now that we're here, Strongarm, uh, what is it? <laughs> and it turns out she's just been sneaking off to a car wash. And Sideswipe says, even your secrets are boring. <laughs> Listen, I just like spa to... day. Listen, I'm the only woman here, and sometimes I just like to feel pretty. Yes. She likes to be nice and fresh and clean and scrubbed and have a nice soak. And then Bumblebee gets in the car wash and is like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the car wash. Car wash, yeah. Even her secrets are boring. And uh, yeah, that is the episode. I I really like this one. I I like that we get sort of the whole recurring Decepticon cast together, and I think Clampdown is a very enjoyable addition. Yeah, he's an odd addition, but yes, he's fun. Like he's a the the silly comedic one who gets 
pitiful and pitied upon. And, and Jim Cummings is really doing a very good vocal performance. Yeah, hamming it up, yes. Yeah, yeah I think this is, I, I love getting to see, like, the gathered Decepticons. I mean, it's fun getting the Decepticon of the week, but I like Sealjaw. He's he's aesthetically pleasing, so I like when he gets screen time. Uh, he's got that great voice. Yeah, he's got his chemistry with his whole team, mostly Thunderhoof. This episode was definitely like ship bait because he's basically like <laughs> getting Thunderhoof in line, and it's. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and wow, we have, there are so many guest voices in this episode. It's, oh, it's nuts. I guess that's probably why we stick to the Decepticon of the week. Because then you mm, yeah. aren't having to pay Just get one voice so many extra people uh, who are, you know, high-end voice folks. Uh, so yeah, it's it was a good episode. It was a lot of fun. I love when the, the group of Decepticons shows up. So, I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusetsu Corner. Yes, this week on QQ Sentai Gogo 5! Zero seconds to base destruction. Ooh. Which is a really impressive title, but it's kind of, well, it's not a bad episode, it's just sort of by the numbers of, uh, what is it, like, yellow and pink are, are going to visit this random kid that they saw or no yellow was a bike cop at the time and he saw this kid hit by a car and there was blood on the child which is wow there's a lot of blood on that hand in that close up and then he, he got stuffed in an ambulance which of course uh, pink was in because she was an ambulance driver because they used to be rescue people of various things before they became giant robot pilots Anyway, it's the anniversary of him getting hit by the car, and he's getting out of the hospital. So they're going to go visit him, and the, the, the child is like the arc of the episode. It's like, whatever, it's another child episode. He's not horrible, I'm just annoyed that it exists. <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it seems weird that it's like, child of the week as to monster of the week. It's like... Why are there not reoccurring children actors? Is this thing? Can this think, not be a thing? I think that's a question that you should ask them. I think this is a very important question, but one to which you may already know the answer. And I think that's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. Yes. I know it happens in some early Sentai series where they would have reoccurring children and, and then just they don't anymore. And I don't know why. It seemed like, like, have, like, one reoccurring child and, and other children they know if you're staying in the same area, but whatever. Anyway, the alien monsters are bringing out, uh, exploding insect beast, Hirugemuja. Okay, that's kind of a mouthful. He's a big, sort of bluish, caterpillar-faced monster guy, but most of his body is covered in neon yellow fur with spikes in it. Okay. So yes, you do. He's kind of, he's got this threatening four-eyed monster skullish face, but he's got yellow fuzzy fur almost everywhere. <laughs> so it's like, it's threatening and strange at the same time, but he does spit out little caterpillars that explode. Ooh. So that's going on. And, and the plot is, uh, Dinas dresses up as a nurse, hands some flowers to the kid as he's getting out. He takes the flowers, somehow whatever was in the flowers gets into the kid's camera because the kid likes taking pictures of 
trains or some nonsense. And then he goes into the base. He takes a picture of their, their big robot space shuttle friend robot who is intelligent. I don't know if he has an organic. No, I know he doesn't have an organic brain because one episode was about the chips in his head. <laughs> it anyway, could be an organic brain with chips in it. Kid uses the camera. Little glowing things come out that turn into the monster bugs, attack, attach onto everything in the base and start exploding and causing fires and destroying the, their underground subterranean train base in the Tokyo Bay, causing havoc. Oh, and if the, the firebugs spread to the, these energy container power source of the base, everything's going to blow up. So it's a race to stop that. The Pink Ranger gets stuck under some like fallen girders, so she can't do anything. So it's just the kid that has to do stuff. And the other, it's yada, yada, yada stuff. But at one point, the small child picks up one of the ranger's guns and shoots the bugs. So we have a child firing pretend firearms. Yay! (laughs) Small boy uses gun to fight bug. Whatever. Anyway, so it's a, it's a mostly yellow and pink episode, but only kind of because you got a lot of the kids scenes. And eh, it, it's an episode. It's not a bad episode. It's not a really good episode. I like the monster design and the plot of trying to blow up the base. But you got the kids stuff in the middle of it. It's like, eh. So that's the episode. They're killing the kids. Okay. The kids are dying. Yeah. Or maybe they're growing, they're getting too old. <laughs> well, okay, I can understand it. You don't want, like, the same kid from the beginning of the show to the end, maybe, because they may get too old and ugly. But, that it, like, it's always random kids every time. There's no, like, recurring children in any show that I can think of, really. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, they're the little brother or sister of one of the characters. And even then, we may only see him in three episodes a season. <laughs> Todd. All right. So that does it for this week. We'll be back next week with more robots in disguise. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, this month, in honor of the third and final volume of the Transformers manga finally being translated after all these years, uh, we are watching Transformers Zone. Uh, basically, we are in the zone. We are in the zone. Uh, basically, sort of along the lines of Rebirth, uh, how it was one episode that was made out of a then non-existent season. Uh, it's extremely anime, uh, and I invite you all to come uh, sign up for as little as a dollar a month to access that and all of our previous monthly specials. Uh, we have a lot of fun this month, and we've got a lot of old stuff in there, too. All right, so until next time, when we learn that even robots have nightmares, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I am not your nightmare, I'm David.
Oh, now I want to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Your mission, you should. Once a uh, moose bit my sister. <laughs> it was a very large moose. A majestic moose. So, uh, let's see. I am just checking something here, but I think this is Jim Cummings' first Transformers really? role in, like... No, not his first ever. The first in, like, a long But time. it's his first in... Unless... Let me see when these... What cat are you going to get up? Stop being a pain. You're the one that got in my lap in the first place. What's your problem? Yeah, there's a cord laying across you. Too bad. Bye. Did I flip you? Oh, it is not quite his first Transformers role in decades. All right, I got to let a cat out. Okay. I told you you didn't want to be in here, but I want to keep the door closed. So you don't bother me. My headphones are all sweaty today. Because as the temperature goes down, the heat seems to crank on more and more and more. So it gets hotter mm. in here. Okay, so yeah, uh, Jim Cummings went 28 years between Transformers roles. Oh. But this is not his first. It He was in a couple of episodes of Rescue Bots first. Oh. Uh, but prior to this, he was uh, he was Afterburner and Ripper Snapper in like two episodes of G One. Oh, yeah, which really doesn't count. I mean, they count. He, I mean, he has lines, and as Afterburner, especially, he's very recognizable as Jim Cummings. Mm. You know, he's the uh, he's the motorcycle technobot. Oh, uh, for for a Canadian listener, it's minus two degrees outside. Or Canadian, Ooh, that is cold. Yes. Although when I was walking by. The, the, getting a drink and, and the cat was bugging me because the last I saw was like 39 earlier and I was like yeah that's cold it's colder it's been in a while but when I was just walking by the thermo I thought it said 21 at first and it's like well what but no it was 27 which is still freaking cold but wow yeah. although admittedly I've already I mean, had snow sure. this year that stuck for a few hours of one day <laughs> Anyway, I, I must point out the uh, the ridiculous villain I did on my Twitter feed today, mm-hmm. which was uh, the Headsman, who is like a retcon Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. But the the important thing about him is, you know, he's like a like a sort of high tech medieval executioner, mm-hmm. and they later revealed that his real name is Cleavon Twain. Cleavon Twain. Okay. Yes, as in cleave in yeah, twain. Yeah, that, that's it's amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, not that. I want the QQ Sentai. Damn it! <laughs> that wiki up. There we go. Oh, that's right. I've got to remember to do that. Yes. Oh, he's just a guy in a purple hood. Oh, it's. Such a boring design. I kind of like it. I mean, he's got but like, it, he's got no shirt. Yeah, that that makes him stand out a little, and the, the little rivets on his leather. It's and he's got like a flying platform because his deal is that he's like before Norman Osborn became the Green Goblin, he sort of gave it to this guy to test. Oh, oh, so, wait, was this retconned or? Yes, this is from Untold Tales oh, of Spider Man. Okay. Oh, yeah, that explains why he's even got the stupid little hood. 
Which now it's like, the Goblin would be better if he had the leather bits on his outfit. Oh. Mm. Thunderbolts? I should have read more Thunderbolts. Good series. Well, I read the later Thunder... Wait. No, it would have been the one before this one, I think. Oh, the Scourge is back? Oh, that's... That was actually... That uh, Scourge was actually Nuke. Oh. The guy with the flag on his face. But he and he's the scourge, but he also kind of just looks like Jason Voorhees in this series. Oh, only got forty nine or no, not ah, nine more episodes of Sentai to go, and not that Mm. many episodes of uh, Transformers. No, and then I guess we'll have to dig up those Rescue Bots episodes somehow. Yeah, I. I know we looked. I think did Jen find them I somewhere? I think maybe. I, rem- I remember I looked okay. and I forget if I found them. Okay. Well, hopefully we can dig them up. 